a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, the Supreme Court has gotten a lot of attention lately from the leak of Justice Samuel Alito's draft opinion uh, to the the Dobbs decision to the contentious Supreme Court confirmation hearings over the last several years. Sadly, the American people have had a little knock in their trust in this institution, this essential institution of government, in my view. And we need to look at, one, where we are on all of that, and then how do we reestablish and rebuild that trust uh, in our institution, specifically the Supreme Court? It is one of the most unique uh, features in our constitutional republic. And it's one that I think about a lot, and there's someone that I turn to to get some great perspective on it, and that's uh, retired D.C. Circuit Judge Thomas Griffith, uh, who uh, just has such a unique perspective and a unique perch to uh, explore where we are and where we need to go, especially as it relates to the Supreme Court. Of course, he was uh, involved in the confirmation hearings of Judge Jackson, uh, now Justice Jackson, and also uh Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, He was involved in both of those. Again, coming from different presidents, one nominated by former President Trump, one nominated by President Biden. Uh, And yet Judge Griffith was involved in both of those confirmation processes, uh, spoke, uh, gave testimony on behalf of both of those judges who also come from very different backgrounds and have very different uh, philosophies when it comes to the law. And so how can he do that? I think that's very instructive for us. Uh, I had the opportunity to sit down uh, with Judge Griffith yesterday and talk about some of these crucial issues. Uh, One of the things that really struck me was Judge Griffith said that the the trust in the Supreme Court is down, but there are a lot of reasons why we really ought to have more confidence in it. Well, obviously, it's not in a good place in terms of public perception, right? People who follow these things and take approval ratings— suggests that this is the lowest the Supreme Court's been in, in some time, maybe ever since they've been doing it. So that's, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we ought to have, hopefully have, trust in our democratic institutions. And in this one in particular, it's critically important that we have confidence in our Supreme Court and our federal judiciary. And, and my view is that we should, n- not just as hopeful pie in the sky, you know, let's all be nice to one another. No, because this Supreme Court merits mm-hmm. our confidence. And when I say this Supreme Court, I'm not talking about just the Roberts Court. I, I, I'm talking about, you know, the last 20 or 30 years or so mm-hmm. of the court. And even beyond that, I think the Supreme Court has acquitted itself really well yeah. uh, in, in the history of the Republic. They, they're not perfect. They make mistakes. Uh, they get outside their lane uh, on occasion, but generally speaking, I think we should be proud of the work they've done. Again, that's Judge Thomas Griffith uh, from the D.C. Circuit Court, retired. Uh, and I, I agree. I think we there are great reasons for us to have confidence and trust in the court. If you look over the last 20 or 30 years, 
Yes, they have made mistakes. Yes, there are times when they've gotten out of their lane uh, or done things that were maybe beyond their scope. And and we can have that debate and that battle. But I think uh, how they go about that matters. Uh, And I think this institution matters, which is why the leak of the Alito uh, draft brief, I think, was so egregious. Uh, was because they they have to be able to maintain that inside that chamber to really have those discussions, the discussions we want them to have. But if they're looking over their shoulder, if they're worried about uh, sharing a thought or an idea or bouncing some ideas around because it might appear in the New York Times tomorrow morning, that undermines their trust in each other, uh, which then will cause us to have less trust and things to appear to be more political. Uh, Judge Griffith went on to talk about traveling to former communist countries where of all the things that they were interested in, in terms of freedom and democracy and a constitutional republic, the thing that they were most interested in in these former communist countries was our judicial system. 15, 20 years ago, I was very involved in some rule of law projects Mm. in former communist countries of of Eastern Europe and and Eurasia. I was able to travel through the region with Justice O'Connor and others. Uh, this is before uh, I was a federal judge, and, and we would we'd have the opportunity to meet with these great reformers in these former communist countries, and without exception, the institution of the United States government that they were most interested in learning about and most wanted to copy was yeah. our judicial system, because they believed that we had a judiciary that was not a bunch of partisans wearing robes, not politicians wearing robes, but actually judges who are doing their level best to adjudicate cases not based on their political preferences, who they wanted to be in power, who not, but based on the law. And uh, it was inspiring to me to see the way they were inspired by the American judiciary. Since becoming a judge, I've been able to see this a little more personally, up close and personally. And, uh, And my experience has strengthened and increased my conviction that we have a judicial system that is trustworthy and we need to keep it that way. I think it's so interesting that uh, Justice Griffith saw these former communist countries uh, that they were most interested not in not in the House of Representatives, not in how the Senate functions, not in how the executive branch and the presidency runs. They were most interested in our judicial system. Uh, because it is a, a fascinating thing for so many to look at that there is that rule of law and that within that rule of law, that compassion and rule of law are actually compatible principles and that judges can actually judge not based on wearing a blue robe or a red robe for political purposes, uh, but they can wear a black robe so that they can actually judge not as partisans, uh, but based on law, not politics. Uh, and then also we can have a judiciary that is not wearing a cape either. Uh, our members of the judiciary are not supposed to be superheroes and they're not supposed to legislate and they're not supposed to fix the things that a a Congress or or a state legislature does. Uh, They're supposed to rule on that uh, and look at it that way. So we're going to stay with the conversation just a little bit longer. We're going to go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. And when we come back, Judge Griffith is going to share what I think is one of the most important things of all, and that is what the Constitution requires of you and me. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources. We're going to stay with the question just a little bit longer today. I had the opportunity to sit down with uh, retired D.C. Circuit Judge uh, Thomas Griffith yesterday. And a fascinating discussion talking about the Constitution, talking about the role of the judiciary and how in so many countries where communism ruled for a long time, he as he went through, they were less interested in how Congress worked or how the Senate functioned uh, or what happened in the White House. They wanted to know about the judicial system. And so important that we maintain trust in that institution. It's always been the one institution that Americans have said, OK, I, I may not trust those in the House or the Senate uh, or even the White House, but I, I do trust our system, the judicial system. And so we went through that and talked about some of those important things and why maintaining that trust is so important and so vital for us. But then we got on to the, the Constitution in an interesting way. And Judge Griffith explained what it is that the Constitution requires of us. The way we can best support and defend the Constitution, it was summarized in President Oaks' talk. On contested issues, he said, we seek to moderate and to unify. That describes what the Constitution requires. That's how the Constitution was created in the summer of 1787 compromise, moderation, an effort to create a more perfect union. So my feeling is if we want to support and defend the Constitution, that's the big picture behind it. We seek to moderate, to compromise, and to build unity. So that's the litmus test to me for all of us. If we want to know, am I supporting and defending the Constitution, ask yourself, am I seeking Mm. On contested issues, am I seeking to moderate? Am I seeking to unify? And if you're not, in my view, you're not part of the solution. You're, you're part of the problem. Yeah. The Constitution requires that sort of civic-mindedness. That It requires a humility. Uh, I think those are such important pieces that uh, Judge Griffith pointed out. Uh, again, going back to a, a talk from Dallin H. Oaks, Uh, counselor in the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in a general conference address as he talked about the inspired Constitution, what it means to the country and to the world. Uh, But this whole idea that in contested issues, uh, we seek to moderate, to unify, uh, to to really go beyond the, the harsh rhetoric to get to a different kind of conversation does not mean we need to agree on everything. This is not about kumbaya moments and group hugs. Uh, America is always at its best when it's a, a country of big ideas and open debate uh, on a wide range of issues. And everyone bringing their uniqueness to the table, that's part of the deal. It's how we do it that matters. And that is what the Constitution requires of us. It requires that civic mindedness and the humility. Uh, and this is what I love. you, you got to listen really closely to this. This is such an important principle, a principle that uh, Justice Griffith talked about in terms of uh, something he learned from Judge Scalia, who taught him about the importance of having humility as an American citizen. Anthony Scalia, the Supreme Court Justice, who I admire many Supreme Court Justices, but he's had a particularly profound influence on, on my thinking. 
would frequently quote uh, a famous uh, judge named Learned Hand who would quote Oliver Cromwell. Uh, and Oliver Cromwell, the great Puritan revolutionary, said, I beseech ye, in the bowels of Christ, think that ye might be mistaken. And Justice Scalia used to teach us humility is an indispensable character trait of a true patriot, of a true citizen. You might be mistaken. And so listen to your fellow citizens. They might be mistaken too, but when you get together and talk to one another in respect with a common goal of creating unity, we'll be really surprised at what we might be able to come up with. I think that is so important to approach, especially contested issues, with curiosity and humility. That's the test for all of us. Because if you can go at it with some curiosity, I wonder why she thinks that way, or I wonder why he thinks that's the best solution to that particular problem. It's a very different conversation. You're not hung up on talking points or us, them, or fake fights and false choices. Again, doesn't mean you're going to agree in the end. That's okay. But if you have the humility to at least say, you know what? I could be mistaken. I just might be wrong. I know that's a hard word to say. I just might be wrong. We might be wrong. But imagine what happens and imagine what we could get right if we began a lot of our heated debates with just that kind of attitude and that kind of perspective. Uh, I think that kind of humility is the ultimate uh, patriotic quality for a citizen of this country. To have the humility, to have that kind of curiosity, uh, and to be willing to listen. Uh, listening is a, a lost art in the world today, but it's one that as American citizens we should model in all our conversations. And whether that conversation uh, is at the kitchen table, whether that's in the living room, uh, whether that's in the Oval Office or on the floor of the United States Senate, uh, the same rules apply. We have to approach it that way. Now, finally, I I asked Judge Griffith uh, about some very interesting things he's been involved in over the last couple of years. Uh, He was a voice and and gave testimony for Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson in her confirmation uh, hearings a few months ago. Obviously, she was nominated by President Joe Biden. Judge Griffith also gave testimony in the confirmation hearings of Justice Amy Coney Barrett, who was nominated by former President Donald Trump. He said that they both will be amazing judges, even though they're different. And they were nominated by different presidents, different political parties, different philosophies. But they both can be great justices on the Supreme Court of the United States. Listen to why. Justice Jackson will be a great justice. Again, she's, she's brilliant. She's, she, she's also very collegial. And that's real important on a court. And that goes back to what we were talking about before. She respects the views of others. She'll listen to the views of others. She's not going to make decisions based on what helps the Democrats and what helps the Republicans. That, judges, we just don't think that way. I wish, I wish more people knew that. We just don't yeah. think that way. And so she'll fit into the 
tradition of a collegial uh, justice. And, and, and then you get the added benefit of what a great role model she is for so many people. The, her family story is a great American success story. Her mom and dad both work for the school system in Florida. She's a product of public schools who did well and, you know, got a scholarship to, to Harvard and, you know, did very well there. And her life has just been one of extraordinary accomplishments since then. She's deeply devoted to her family. She's a person of profound faith. Those are all good things. Likewise, I think Justice Barrett has already proven to be and will yet prove to be, in addition to being a, a great and thoughtful justice, she's a role model. She's a woman of profound faith with seven children um, who shows that you can do that and still excel at her, her chosen profession. They're both wonderful people. I'm, I think all Americans ought to be proud to have them on, on the Supreme Court. Uh, great insight there from Judge Thomas Griffith, former D.C. Circuit judge. Uh, again, he served on uh, President Biden's Supreme Court Commission. He's now a lecturer uh, on law at Harvard Law School and has a lot of connections here to the state of Utah and is one who just has such a great perspective on all of this in terms of what happens, uh, what kind of civic charity we really need to be thinking about. And it was great to sit down uh, with Judge Griffith uh, and have this conversation. If you missed any of this, you want to go back to the podcast when we post that later this afternoon. This is an important conversation in terms of where we are, how do we reestablish and rebuild trust in our institutions How do we rebuild trust in each other? And what does the Constitution require of you? And what does it require of me? And, of course, the answer begins with this really simple thing uh, called humility and how on the contentious issues of the day, if we come at it with humility, if we come at it from this perspective that I just might be wrong uh, or that I could learn something from whoever I'm talking to, that I don't need to be in a defensive crouch all the time worrying about, you know, twisting words or explaining or arguing or fighting or jousting, that we can just have a conversation. We can have different kinds of conversations, which will actually help us all get to the results that I think everybody wants for us as a society and for each of us within the United States of America. All right, we'll step aside for one last commercial break. Final thoughts coming up here on Inside Sources. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.